Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson about this amazing world. I don't know about you but I think the world is amazing and in this lesson, I'm going to talk about some of the amazing things. In some ways, it'll be a little bit like a geography lesson. So, if you like talking about lakes and cliffs and valleys, this will be a good lesson not only for you to learn English but also to learn a little bit about the natural world around us. So, once again, welcome to this English lesson about this amazing world. Waterfall. So, I put this word first. A waterfall is when a river goes over the edge of a precipice. That's a big word, eh? Or a cliff. So, I put this one first because I live close to Niagara Falls. One of the largest waterfalls in the world. So, a waterfall is beautiful to watch. When I go to Niagara Falls, I can stand and watch the waterfall for a long time. We would probably use words like um, mesmerizing. When you watch the water just continually flow over the edge and fall. When you watch the waterfall, when you watch the water fall. Did you know you could use it? Together, waterfall or separate. You watch the water fall. Anyways, it's pretty obvious why it's called this. A waterfall is simply a beautiful thing to see. If there's one near you, I suggest you plan to go have a look at it sometime this month or in the future. Always a good experience when you go see a waterfall. Now, a rapids, when you see rapids, It's not a waterfall but it's certainly water that's moving quickly and usually over rocks and other things. There might be some logs, some fallen trees. There's rocks and it creates what we call white water. So, this is what I would call rapids. When the water gets foamy like this, I would call it white water. So, rapids are found usually in mountainous areas or areas where the water can flow very quickly. Uh, either in a river or stream over and around rocks. One of the most popular things to do uh, is to go kayaking. A lot of people will kayak uh, down a river that has lots of rapids. So, rapids would be much smaller than a waterfall but certainly another form of flowing water. A canyon. So, a canyon is typically an area where There are very steep sides and usually there's a river at the bottom but it might be dried up at certain times of year. Um but a canyon is just a beautiful place to go because it's very serene. That's how I would describe it. It's very serene. Uh it's very beautiful to see. In the United States, there's a place called the Grand Canyon. I have never been there but I would love to go and visit the Grand Canyon. There aren't very many canyons in my part of Canada but if you go to the western United States, you'll be able to find something called the Grand Canyon. Fun place to visit, I would assume. So, you might be wondering what's a gorge? (laughs) Let me say that word again. A gorge. A gorge to me is a smaller type of canyon. A gorge to me is something that you would find Um close to me, there is actually a few gorges. It's another area where the sides are very, very steep and a gorge almost always has flowing water at the bottom of it. Usually, fairly fast flowing water. 
So, near me, there are a few places where you can go see a gorge. There's Alora Gorge about two hours drive from here. Um again, gorge. Kind of a funny word to say but a place with very steep sides and flowing water at the bottom. A cliff. So, a cliff is where the land ends and then goes almost straight down. As you can see here, if you were to be afraid of heights like I am, you wouldn't necessarily want to walk to the edge of a cliff. I would be afraid to stand at the edge of a cliff because I am afraid of heights. I don't like being in high places but this is a great example of a very steep cliff. We often describe a cliff as being very steep because it's almost vertical. Um definitely a little bit of a scary place to stand. Don't go stand by the edge of a cliff. So, a simpler one here, a mountain. A mountain is simply a very, very tall, rocky um <laughs> I'm trying to think of another word. A tall rocky outcropping from the earth maybe but all of us are aware that if you want to go to one of the highest natural naturally occurring places in your country, you will want to find one of your country's mountains. I think in Canada, the highest mountain is Mount Logan. I think it's up in the Yukon up north. Um we all are probably familiar with Mount Everest. That's another mountain that is very tall. And mountains are places where people are drawn to because they like some people like the challenge of trying to climb the mountain. They like mountain climbing. Now, a hill is simply a very, very small mountain. Am I allowed to say that? Is that how you would define it? Um a hill is something as simple as it might take you four or five steps to get to the top of a hill. It might take you a hundred or two hundred steps to get to the top of a hill. If a hill is more steps than that, at a certain point, we would start to call it a mountain. Um and by the way, a mountain doesn't have to just be made of rock. In the earlier parts of the mountain, it will be hilly uh and there will be some grass and other things as well, possibly trees. Uh but a hill I would say is any mound of dirt big enough that it would take you a few steps to get to the top or many, many more. Um we have a hill behind our house and that's the hill that we use when we go sledding. Uh it's really nice to slide down that hill on a sled. So, a valley. A valley occurs between two hills or between two mountains. It's definitely bigger than a gorge and it's definitely a little more green and habitable. Usually, you can live in a valley. Not every valley but when I use the word valley, I'm thinking of something that looks a little more like this. You can see the mountains on each side. You can see that there's a road in the valley. So, it's a low area between two higher areas. Sometimes the valley will wind a little bit and valleys are very, very beautiful. We don't have many valleys near me but I know there are countries like I think Switzerland um and other places in the world where there are many, many mountains and because of that, there are many, many valleys. Very, very fun and enjoyable to uh, go to a valley and see the beautiful um view. So, a couple uh flat areas to talk about. Uh a plain 
is just a very flat area with almost no trees or no trees. In western Canada, there are plains. Um so, it's just flat areas of land and there are no hills. There are no mountains. There might be a few trees but usually not very many trees. It's just a big huge flat area. Um it's a little bit boring I've heard to drive across Saskatchewan, the province of Saskatchewan because it's very flat and the roads are very straight and there's not a whole lot of variation. Um no hills, no mountains, barely any trees. And then we have what's called grassland. Grassland is similar to uh, a plain uh except that it definitely has grass. So, it's basically a plain that has a lot of grass. Grassland is often used for grazing cattle or sheep. Um there are parts of North America where there is just a lot of uh plain and it's mostly grassland uh where they feed have cattle um on pasture we would say. Beach. So, this is a pretty simple one. You'll notice I've put some words in here that you probably know and I've put some words in here that maybe are new to you. Beach should be familiar for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's a place by a lake or ocean or sea where usually there's lots of sand although we do have beaches here where it's really really small rocks or pebbles as well. There's usually waves coming in and it's a beautiful place to go in the summer. I will say the word again, beach. If you listen, it's beach, beach. So, when you see, you know, the little insect called a bee, that's how it starts, beach. You don't want to mispronounce this because if you pronounce, let me, let me give you an example. Right now, I'm going to itch my shoulder here. If I say the word itch but I start with the letter B instead, that's not a good word to say. And sometimes when people say beach, they say it in a way where it rhymes with itch. Don't say that. It's not a very nice word or kind word but a beach, a place near the sea or a lake or ocean uh where there's sand or really small stones and waves and it's a fun place to go on a summer day. So, coast, we also say coastline is a more general term. A beach is on the coast. The coast refers to the place where water, this hand is water, this is land, where water and land meet. So, it can be a rocky coast like in the distance. It can be a beach like in the forefront here but a coast or coastline, sometimes we say coastline, um is the place where again, a lake, I'm not sure if I would use it for a lake. Let me think about that. When I go to the lake, I go to the water's edge. I think coast is primarily when talking about a sea or ocean and I'll talk about the difference uh between those two at the end. Um I'm clicking and one sec here an iceberg. So, in the world, there are large chunks of ice or compacted snow, mostly ice, uh that float in the ocean. Um these come from either the north pole or the south pole or the northern part of the planet or southern part of the planet. I think there's icebergs in the south but where there is a lot of accumulated ice, definitely in the north, Occasionally, that ice will 
fall into the ocean and it will float because ice floats. Actually, that's one of the amazing things about our world. When water freezes, it floats. When you put ice cubes in a cup, they float. Icebergs float in the ocean. They're very dangerous for ships because apparently there's more iceberg underneath the water than there is above the water. But an iceberg is a big chunk of ice floating in the ocean. If you know about the Titanic, the ship that sank many, many years ago, um it is because it hit an iceberg. Volcano. So, a volcano is a place where uh lava from underneath the surface of the earth comes to the surface. There's a lot of pressure because of that molten lava. Lava is like melted rock and when that pressure builds to a certain point, the volcano will erupt and the lava will shoot lava and ash um and maybe water vapor or steam. I'm not sure but definitely lava will erupt from the top of the volcano and the lava will then flow down the side of the volcano. Um I would say um a volcano looks like a mountain but uh it has the potential at the top where there is the I guess you would call it the crater. This isn't a science lesson by the way. It has the potential to erupt and there are two types of volcanoes. There are inactive volcanoes which haven't erupted for many years and there are active volcanoes that erupt occasionally still today. The desert. So, the desert is usually a place where there is a lot of sand. It's a place where it does not rain very often and even though there is life in the desert, there's not a lot of life. There aren't a lot of plants. There aren't a lot of animals and everything that lives in the desert has adapted to that environment. So, again, a desert is a place where it does not rain very often. Um it's a place that's very, very hot during the day uh and usually there is a lot of sand. Now, an oasis, let me say that again, an oasis is a place where there is water in the middle of usually a desert. We use oasis to describe other things in life. Sometimes a restaurant will be called an oasis um if they choose that for the name. Bob's Oasis. That would be the name of my restaurant if I started it. But the full definition or real definition is a source of water in the desert which allows some trees and other vegetation to grow. So, if you are ever lost in the desert, you hope that you will eventually find an oasis or more importantly that you'll find uh civilization. So, an oasis, um a place in the desert where maybe it's a lake or pond or maybe there's water, a spring where water is coming up out of the ground. So, glacier. By the way, at the front here, I think you might call that an iceberg but at the back, you have a glacier. So, notice how I'm saying it, glacier. I pronounce it with an SH sound, glacier. A glacier can be found um near the the north or south pole but also in mountains and it's just kind of a slow moving river of ice. That would be my best description. It's definitely not a fast flowing river of water but it's a lot of ice or compacted snow. 
By the way, compacted means if you have this much snow and you squish it, it's compacted snow. So, it's a river of ice or snow that slowly moves down the side of a mountain or just moves across the land. I've never seen a glacier but uh, it would be fun. I think you can go on a cruise ship and see icebergs and glaciers in the North Atlantic. Maybe someday I'll do that although Jen doesn't really like boats so we'll see. A cave. So, a cave is a natural shelter or place in a rocky area. It can be in dirt as well but normally rock that you can go into. You can go into a cave. If you're lost somewhere and there are caves in the area, at night you could sleep in a cave. You could find a nice cave to sleep in. So, it's a place where in the past for some reason, the rock has moved to create an opening or maybe water used to flow through and the water has created um, an opening in the rock. So, a cave is a dark place underground where you could uh, explore or you could even seek shelter if you were lost. A geyser. So, I'm not sure if you know what a geyser is but there are places in the world where water will shoot out of the ground. I think I timed that really really well. Um, So, for some reason, there is water under the ground under pressure. It might even be hot water. Generally, geysers are in the same places as hot springs which I'll talk about in a moment Uh, but a geyser is a place where every once in a while water will just shoot out of the ground. Um, I think there are geysers in the western United States. I think one is called Old Faithful because it um the geyser it it goes off like at the same time all the time. Again, not a science lesson. Just a lesson for English uh learners with some pretty videos. Um and then a hot springs. So, hot springs are places where water, hot water naturally comes out of the ground um and sometimes it's the right temperature for people to enjoy. Sometimes it's too hot but you probably know of a place in your country where there might be hot springs and then there might be a spa there or some other thing that you can visit. Um hot springs are pretty cool um and definitely a fun source of heat. In fact, I think the oldest business in the world is in Japan and it's at hot springs. You'll have to look that up um but I think I saw a little video on that earlier this week. Uh a video about um the most or the oldest hot springs or the oldest business in the world. Sorry, I'm getting confused there. A bay. So, a bay is a a body of water where there's kind of a curve to it. So, it's a kind of a natural harbor. A harbor is a safe place for ships to go because it's protected. A bay is a place where Um like you can see here, there's the land kind of curves around. A true bay would have land on three sides um but it can also just be an area where the land curves and you end up with part of a lake or the ocean that's a little bit protected from the wind and the waves. So, as you can see here in this picture, um there is a nice bay. It has a nice beach it looks like as well and it looks like people enjoy visiting here. So, again, a bay is any type of um 
part of an ocean or sea or even lake where there's like a curved area along the shore um to create a bay. A reef. So, a reef is a formation below the water or above. Um kind of a rocky formation where animals can live and little plants can grow. Usually in the ocean. I think the most famous reef is the Great Barrier Reef off the coast of Australia. Again, do your research. This isn't <laughs> I keep apologizing because I just keep spewing things off the top of my head as if they are facts. So, anyways, a reef is kind of a an area in the ocean uh where there are rocks and coral. I should be more specific. It's made of coral. Um and it kind of looks like this. It's kind of cool to watch the fish swimming around. Um by the way, I can watch fish swim for hours. It's very very enjoyable. A ravine. Now, I should have put ravine with canyon and gorge. Sorry, I should have had it earlier in the lesson. Uh a ravine is very similar to a gorge. In fact, for me, the two words mean the same thing but I would probably say a gorge is deeper than a ravine. A ravine can be small or large um and it's basically an area like this. Steep sloping sides of rock or dirt and then sometimes water at the bottom although sometimes the water dries up. So, there isn't always water at the bottom of a gorge or ravine but uh typically a ravine would be a place like this. Let me say the word one more time for your pronunciation practice. A ravine. I fell in a ravine when I was a kid. I didn't actually fall. I rode my bike down the side. I hit my head. So, ravines can be dangerous. So, we have a forest and we have a jungle. Both of these are similar in the sense that a forest is a place where there are lots of trees growing naturally. There will be a lot of really old trees, a lot of younger trees. There will be what we call undergrowth. Things growing on the ground. Small plants, small trees, maybe grasses as well. Um but a forest is generally found um in an area where it's not tropical. Let's just say that way. In my area, there are a lot of forests. We sometimes call it the woods or we even say the bush. So, a bush is a little plant but a bush can also be like a forest. Um but a jungle would be similar. It's a lot of trees growing naturally but it's usually in a tropical area. So, there's more vines and other types of plants that like a lot of rain and a lot of heat. So, a forest and a jungle um are places where simply you would see a lot of trees growing naturally. It's a lot of fun to go for a hike in the forest or in the jungle. It's nice to get out in nature although you should be careful when hiking in the forest or in a jungle um because uh there might be animals that are dangerous there. So, be careful. Island. So, I'm going to finish the lesson with a few really easy ones. I put the easy ones at the end. The ones you would probably know. An island is simply a a piece of land surrounded by water. It can be any size. This is a small island. I believe that even you would consider Japan an island. So, it's a body or it's a piece of land um completely surrounded by water. If you're rich, you can buy a private island. 
Um, in the Caribbean, there are many people who, well, many, there are people who own private islands. That means that they own the entire island. I do not own a private island. I will never own a private island. That is for the ultra wealthy in the world. A peninsula though, let me say that again, peninsula. A peninsula is an area where it's still connected to a bigger land mass but it's surrounded by water on most sides except for one. So, the simplest description would be a peninsula has water on three sides or a peninsula has water on most sides but it's still connected. So, it's not an island. It's not completely surrounded by water but it's surrounded by quite a bit of water. I actually live on a peninsula. I know this is gonna sound kind of funny but I live in the Niagara Peninsula. I don't live near an ocean but I live near the Great Lakes. There is a lake to the south of me. There is a lake to the north of me. Lake Erie is to the south of me. Lake Ontario is to the north of me and to the east of me there is a river. So, it's not a true peninsula but it's called the Niagara Peninsula. A creek sometimes called a stream or a brook. We have many names for small small tiny tiny rivers, okay? If I saw this, I would call it a stream. It's a general term for a small uh, amount of flowing water. I think a brook is smaller than a creek. Um brooks by the way, babble, a babbling brook but a creek would be anything like this. A place where there is a little bit of water flowing. It's not very deep. If it was a small brook, you could probably walk through it and just your feet would get wet. A creek, you might get wet up to your knees um, but a creek is just a place where there's a small amount of flowing water. There's a creek down the hill behind my house and there's a river by my house. Oh, did you know that? You've seen the river but I should someday make a little video down by the creek. There's also a creek behind my house. So, a river then is one of the most common uh, um, forms of flowing water. Rivers take are in every country of the world. I live on a river. Um, We use the word river instead of stream when it becomes much deeper and much wider. So, I don't know exactly when you decide to call something a river instead of a creek but generally, if the water is up to your waist and it would take you a little bit of time to swim across, we would probably call it a river. So, a large flowing amount of water and then a lake. Now, this maybe isn't the best video to show this because I think there's a river at the end but a lake is simply a large body of fresh water. So, a couple things I just said there. We often talk about water and use the word body, a body of water. So, a lake is a body of water. Um, An ocean is a body of water. A lake is usually though made of fresh water. There's no salt or the salt contact content is very low. In Canada, we have many, many freshwater lakes Um, and so, the water is drinkable. It should go through a water treatment plant but uh, a lake would be a large body of fresh water. A sea then is usually a large body of water near land. So, it's usually off the coast. We have things like the Mediterranean Sea. Um, It can be salt water. It might be a mixture of the two, right? 
when you have a sea, it might have a lot of freshwater rivers flowing into it. Um but a lot of times people ask what's the difference between the sea and the ocean? So, it's simply size and how close it is to land or how it was named. That's really what it comes down to. So, a sea is usually located close to land relatively. Um and then we use ocean to describe our bigger bodies of water. The Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean uh and those kinds of things. So, bodies of water. Not sure why we use the word body but we do. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.